At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Welcome to another installment of Grassroots Marketing on CannabisRadio.com. And my next guest is uh, joining me from New York City, and he is the co-founder CEO of a cannabis delivery service that operates throughout California, Massachusetts, Missouri, and most recently New York. Uh, six years in the industry, a deep understanding he has of the regulatory landscape, operational challenges, and market dynamics within the cannabis sector. The delivery service is called Doobie, and I'm here with Joseph Rubin, their co-founder and CEO. Joseph, thanks for being on. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. Hey, I'm glad to have you on. I went to New York at the end of March, and I'm sure if you listen to Blunt Business or Grassroots Marketing at any time, listeners, you know I've already talked about this trip because of what I started seeing in the New York market, <clears throat> now seeing the regulation of adult use. And one of the things I noticed, it had been 10 years, Joseph, since I've been up there. Sure. You know, we already see where the taxis, the yellow cabs, they're not out there anymore. It's all Ubers all across the street. When you see the street traffic going across, the other street traffic, which was always fascinating to me when I was there, you know, I did about 20 miles walking throughout the whole city. Lots yeah. and lots of bikes or motorbikes or, you know, segways or whatever there was delivering. And mm -hmm. that's what your team does as well. The way traffic is, the way things are out there. The one thing I noticed was that New York must be challenging, unlike any other state you've had to deal with, especially with the fact that uh, you've already opened up ex uh, expanding delivery as of last month to New York's five boroughs and the Hamptons. So mm -hmm. uh, upon anticipation of what, what was going to be set up, what can you tell me about the infrastructure of getting the delivery system set for Doobie in this area? It's a great question. Um, I think you highlighted uh, some really important differences uh, in New York, at least from an operational standpoint and some of the hurdles, right? It is unlike any other city in the United States or the world. Right. A majority of the traffic, whether it's foot, vehicle, et cetera, and how deliveries are uh, being performed are wildly different than any other city that we operate in. So to be able to be here uh, and explore those differences has been really, really interesting. Definitely a, uh, a challenge for us in certain areas. But what we've been able to do is find certain levels of efficiencies based off of the regulations of the OCM. Uh, which is the regulatory body here in New York uh, provided to everybody. And I think smartly, uh, smartly so, they acknowledged that this market, or at least understood that this market is very different, right? You don't have the typical model of uh, a delivery driver getting into their car with, <clears throat> with the orders and going from stop to stop to stop, very similar to your, your pizza style delivery model. They understood that delivery here would be based off of efficiencies, right? Looking at how people are delivering for Amazon or Uber Eats or Grubhub, et cetera. They were able to touch on that and say, okay, cannabis will be relatively the same. We're not going to you know, make everybody jump through these crazy hurdles, um, which, which a lot of regulators in, in certain other markets don't understand, which, which is how this actually works and how deliveries actually work from an operational standpoint. And the OCM here in New York understood that by allowing 
uh, deliveries to, uh, to happen with people on bicycles, people on scooters, people even on foot, which has really changed the game, at least for us, and allowed us to, to capitalize on efficiencies that we can see by through these different modes of transportation. So it, it's been great working with a regulatory body that actually understands the way things uh, get delivered in their own backyard. I want to ask that's, about that, the transportation part, because that's something that when I've heard about with other delivery services, and I'm sure this is what applies to what you have in other markets, there's a more security features because of the factory ridding them either in trucks or vans or cars. It's, you know, vehicles that are much more secure. They're moving mm-hmm. and you probably could put anything from cameras on, on, on site or having any GPS tracking technology. The same thing can mm-hmm. apply. But like you said, when you're talking about on foot bikes, mopeds, motorcycles, it's a different bag. Mm-hmm. Th- that's correct. Um, with respect to security, I think we've taken at least uh, certain precautions from an operational standpoint to make sure that uh, the drivers are protected. Everything from the orders having to be paid for well in advance before they even leave the dispensary to not accepting cash at the door, um, to making sure that customers can't track or see the locations of drivers. All of these measures add to uh, add to the security, at least uh, when they're going out and making their deliveries. and. Just so you know, we do also have delivery vans out here in New York, and those come outfitted with the cameras and and the sirens and, and all the safety precautions and uh, and measures that you have in some of these other markets. But at least for the delivery runners and the people making the deliveries going door to door and uh, making those deliveries either on foot or on scooter or by bike, we've put those precautions in place. And part of them, right, were created by the OCM, rightfully so, and they did a wonderful job crafting those regulations, which say, hey. You know, the orders must be paid for in advance. That's a really, really big thing uh, and a big security and safety precautions, making sure that there's no uh, there's no money transacted at the door. And I think that's first and foremost, a very, very big uh, deterrent uh, from a safety perspective, which is really great. One of the things I've been noticing with deliveries as well is there have been various issues that, uh, well, first of all, that the government is trying to go and do to help with the security issues and also for the infrastructure for yourselves. I don't know if this is something that you do with it all, but one thing I also noticed was to curb delivery traffic, there have been a lot of new micro distribution centers, which were aimed at curbing delivery truck traffic on residential streets that were starting to open up. So trucks can meet cargo bikes. Is there anything Mm -hmm. that you could tell me about what you're doing right now in order to be able to have supply close enough for that transportation, that delivery, whoever that courier is going to be, to be able to get a short sure. amount of space and a reasonable amount of time from the from the center to the customer. That's great. Great question. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to expand on that a little bit. So in New York, sure. uh, the OCM created wonderful regulations that allow for what's called the ice cream truck model. I don't know if you've heard that phrase before. I imagine you, you probably have. And uh, they crafted the regulations to allow up to $20,000 of product to go into a, a vehicle and be parked right offsite far from the dispensary to almost be to almost act as a uh, mobile warehouse so to speak that's uh, further away from the dispensary which allows couriers to go and meet uh meet the van depending on where they're parked so they have easy access and easy proximity to uh to different customers in different neighborhoods boroughs etc right so that's what allows us to actually go out to places like the hamptons or long island or or westchester in the future is that we can take one of those vans and go very very far out 
and begin to take orders uh, from those far-flung locations. Of course, a lot of the product or a percentage of the product that's inside of those vans has to be pre-assigned or, or pre-ordered, so to speak. But we do actually uh, capitalize on that by allowing some of these vans to go pretty far out and allow runners or couriers to go and meet the van at their designated and parked location. So we are, in fact, doing that. But it's a wonderful uh, it's a wonderful tool that we have to to also right capitalize on those efficiencies because New York, right? It is a big place. It can take an hour and a half to get from Manhattan to JFK, sometimes more if there's traffic. So being able to have one of these vans parked in Brooklyn, et cetera, so that we can uh, service certain areas in a much faster uh, timeline is fantastic. It's really, really helpful. I'm going to take from Cannabis Business Times. You had an interview with them. And you made the point about how New York being a, is an attractive market for deliveries. And you talked about the other delivery services that they make up 30 mm-hmm. to 35% on average deliveries that come from New York city. And you're translating yeah. it into efficient cannabis delivery. Uh, one of those areas is it's a, you say, if we want if we can perfect this, we want to be able to do 10, 15, 20, 25, 30 deliveries an hour. We could do that based on efficiencies and the efficiencies in New York. One of those is an ice cream truck model. So you're using this model as a mobile dispensary. And that's where you talked about the $20,000 of product you can put into a vehicle. And mm-hmm. uh, Jessica Powell, who works uh, co-founder with you, makes the point that if we wanted to do delivery in Long Island for one of the days, we could park that truck out in Long Island, offer delivery out of that vehicle to residences, homes, private addresses, et cetera, straight from that van within 15 to 30 minutes. So how do you know where to go ahead and position yourselves with those trucks to be able to get it's a moving tar, it's a moving spot every day. Right. That is a great question. So the location of the trucks are actually predetermined by software that we use. So we're able to see where the traffic is and based off of patterns. I mean, again, we've been doing this now for roughly two months, maybe a little bit longer. But as this continues to to go along, we continue to get more data. We're able to get uh, a great idea and understanding of where our customers are where the customers are that want express delivery versus scheduled delivery. And from that data that we are uh, gathering, we're able to say, okay, I'm going to park a truck here at this location in Brooklyn, which will allow us to capitalize on those efficiencies. But we can only have that. uh, We only have that data by doing deliveries over time. So as we become more efficient, et cetera, the location of those trucks will continue to move so that we can continue capitalizing on those efficiencies and best serve the customers by getting them their product in the fastest amount of time possible. One of the other things that at Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward with each new idea, innovation, and partnership. We're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com/purpose. Parker engineering your success. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com amazing to start your springtime adventure. Eric's been doing as well is that the DOT, they talked about how just at the, towards the end of this of June, 
that 90,000 mm-hmm. packages every day are reported stolen or lost. These are facilitating that because many apartment buildings lack security areas for holding packages. I can tell you working for Uber, I've had certain food deliveries that I've dropped off. And, hey, you know, if the guest wants to, their, their package dropped off at the door and they don't want anybody to knock on the door and give it in hand, then that's an issue that's going to happen. And one of the options they talked about was a locker system, a private locker mm-hmm. system where 15 package lockers where companies like UPS and others could place boxes to be later picked up by the people who ordered. So like what Amazon has, uh, they call it a go locker, six and a mm-hmm. half by three and a half foot, two by uh, by two foot lockers. And they'll be on different city owned sidewalks. Is this something that would be an option for Doobie to drop off deliveries into one of these? What do you think of this concept? Um, I, the, it's a good question. Right now, that's that's not allowed based off of the regulations. Um, we physically at the door uh, have to scan an ID, make sure that the customer who ordered is the one receiving the product, make sure names line up, also make sure the customer is over 21, most importantly. Um, so all of those precautions have to happen, I think, until we can uh, come up with an automated way to make sure that uh, the customer receiving the product, if we were to put something in a locker, is over 21, or that is the person that ordered. I don't right. see that as a uh, as a possibility. But right. in the future, I mean, I think it would make a lot of sense. I think New York, being uh, the city that it is, right in Manhattan, you have mm-hmm. uh, lots of door, lots of doormen building, et cetera, that uh, we're delivering to. I think one of the things that the OCM tried to put in place. Uh, to make to make it a little bit easier and reduce some of those friction points for customers was uh, they stated that if if the customer is uh, in writing or verbally willing to or able to uh, verify that the doorman or someone else is of age and over twenty one and we then are able to also scan you know that doorman's ID or or whether it's a a brother or sister or someone that's in the apartment, we are able to make a delivery to a different person. That's per the OCM's uh, regulations and guidelines, but we do have to verify uh, and and get in writing from the customer that that person accepting the order is over 21 if it's not them receiving the order. So they have put certain measures in place to make deliveries a little bit less frictionless. Um, but yeah, the locker system, it, really, really interesting. I just see that you have that barrier with trying to verify that customers are over 21, the ones that are actually going to be receiving the package from the locker. So until we can get there and figure out how to deal with that, I think you'll have resistance and pushback from the regulatory bodies. Right. It's one of those things where let's see what goes with it. But yeah, it couldn't be feasible for what you're trying to do. But what you have right now is pretty well set. The The options that other companies have while you're doing a mobile unit, being able to get out there, you have the securities in place. You have a good system in place where you're able to go ahead and stay. Really, it's it's a fascinating concept because you have to stay on the road to be able to go and put self-standing buildings or just having storefronts where I've seen that for like supermarkets or other things like that. I mean, it's other thing. I mean, I still can't believe in Manhattan or in just in the five boroughs, being able to get to a supermarket where they're not the big, you know, you don't have like a shop right right nearby or some self-standing, you know, um, you don't have a lot of places to go. Like it's just corner stores. And if you want to get proper right. groceries, like a whole foods or a fresh market, you got to get it delivered. And just the way it has to go, it's all these places that need their own self-standing to be able to go ahead and take care of anything that's perishable, anything like that. But what, what you're doing, you can coordinate and find the logistics to go ahead and move to a different spot. Like you said, if it's a new in long Island or if it's a Manhattan or Queens, 
you can do that. And you can also then mm -hmm. get the supply out in a reasonable amount of time to all these customers. And let's go to the website, trydoobie.com, trydoobie.com. And I want to ask them about what you also told to Cannabis Assistance Times about creating customer experiences. So it's a hard, a, a huge part you said is missing when it comes to customer service delivery. I think sometimes, quote, when you have, let's say, a DoorDash delivery, you get the wrong food. You sometimes don't know who to call. We have a large customer service team. And when you call, we answer all of your questions. We're like a kind of a, like a virtual bud tender. So you have the menu mm -hmm. information in front of them. Then we provide any feedback to customers and help them with their delivery. So, I mean, at the moment, are you dealing with a lot of customers from the experience? How much is necessary, I guess, to be that bud tender to give them, help them understand what product they're really looking for that really customizes their experience? Or is there a lot of people that you're getting that are calling in that already are familiar with what they want and they just order and go? Great questions. And uh, and I'll, I'll try and answer both of them. So we started, or not both of them, but I think we started talking about delivery and groceries and uh, the need for a brick and mortar, et cetera, and then also the role that we're filling. And uh, I think in that article that you had just mentioned, uh, one of the interesting facts that was really shocking to me was the shift in consumer buying habits, right? And how they want to get their, their stuff, whether it's the groceries, whether, the, whether it's food, I mean, anything. Everybody wants their stuff delivered today, which is great. We love that. That's exactly what we're doing. And, uh, and part of the way that we analyze cities is by gathering some of the data from the DoorDashes, the Uber Eats, the Postmates, et cetera, the big delivery players of the world that are delivering everything from right your household goods, whether it's cleaning supplies, to, to groceries, to, to a burrito from Chipotle or anything. Right? Everybody wants that delivered. And what was really interesting was finding out online that the data from Postmates, DoorDash, et cetera, 35% of all of their delivery traffic in the United States comes from New York City, right? So that tells you where the demand is, at least for delivery uh, in the city of New York. Everybody wants it delivered. This is a delivery uh, economy here, which is great, right? So that put us into place uh, to be able to come in and say, okay, this is wonderful. Now let's tailor the experience to what customers expect here in New York. And the customers here are demanding in a, uh, in a wonderful way. And what I mean by that is they are very, very curious to uh, obtain the knowledge about these new products that are coming into the space. And don't get me wrong, right? People in New York have been able to get cannabis for years and years and years, whether it's through the legacy market, through their dealer, et cetera. And um, what's very, very important for us is to be able to educate the consumers in a very, very simple way and let them know that legal product is here. It's being tested, right? The state has to approve it before it gets sold. And all of that is fundamental in making sure that we can continue ex to expand this business, not just for us, but for other people coming into the market as well. So having that customer uh, experience team, that customer service team, where someone can just pick up the phone and call, say, hey, you know, what is in this? What will the effects potentially be of me taking this edible, et cetera? All of that is really, really important. And it's stuff that customers are doing daily. And hundreds of them are calling in. They're chatting us up on the website saying, hey, can you provide me some guidance here? Of course, you have customers that log in and say, I want an ounce of this. I know what I want. I don't have any questions. I've been smoking for years and years and years, and this is what I want. 
but you also have all of the customers who have never bought a legal product in New York and have all of the questions, right? And are surprised and still getting comfortable with the idea that legal cannabis is here, right? They still have eyebrows raised. So the customer service team is paramount and really fundamental, beyond important in making sure that we can help, we can educate, we can answer any questions before people order. Um, so all of that is really, really important. You have a high volume of people calling in and chatting on the website with us to ask questions about the products. It's really, really wonderful to see. And we're going to continue providing that high level of service uh, for the foreseeable future. It's really important to help us educate the customers, let them know that we're here uh, and continue to expand upon the market. Awesome. So we're going to get over there. There is everything you need to know about Doobie and delivery service. And I can imagine you've really gone through and <laughs> learned a lot from going from New York City and the five boroughs and just being able to work on all that area. What a mm -hmm. challenge that you've been able to tackle. So kudos to your team for being able to do that. Again, the website is trydoobie.com, trydoobie.com. And for those that want to get on the website, again, we talked about which markets you're in. So again, it's in California, Massachusetts, Missouri, and New York. And go ahead and let everybody know what else they should do well, they, what else they should know when to go ahead and reach out to your team and how they can get themselves into the into the habit of buying from doobie and getting their canvas delivered door to door no appreciate it i think first things first go online uh to the website like you said it's uh, trydoobie.com go online check us out explore and uh and give us a call or, or send us a message and we'd love to talk with you guys walk you through the buying experience which is relatively simple we tried to make it as seamless uh and easy as possible for people to order especially from their uh cell phones which is where most of the ordering happens these days anyways yeah so you know first things first is just log on and see that legal regulated cannabis is available to you and you guys can get it 60 minutes or less check us out Fantastic. And for those that want to also go and follow, there's a VIP club in there. And also, if you need phone number, put in a speed dial, 888-8-DUBY, 888-836-6243. Again, I've been here with Joseph Rubin, CEO and co-founder of Doobie Delivery. Thanks again for being on. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure.